Binge the full week of The Ray Taylor Show ad-free over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. This is The Ray Taylor Show. Vengeance is a new movie streaming now. It came out in the year 2022. This very year we are all living as this episode comes out. This is a movie written, directed, and starring B.J. Novak, one of the creators and stars of the hit TV show The Office. Uh, if you're familiar with The Office, he was the intern. At least started out as the intern on that show. And it's a movie about podcasting. And a movie about, as you could guess, vengeance. Uh, it's a story about a guy who lives in New York, who is a writer. And also, I don't know if he's a podcaster or he wants to be a podcaster or... I don't know. He he definitely works for a company that has the ability to produce podcasts in more of a systematic type of a way. And uh, he gets invited to a funeral, gets a call out of the blue from somebody who he doesn't know, uh, saying that his girlfriend has died and he's invited to attend the funeral in Texas. And... His character is the type of guy who's more into casual relationships. This movie starts with him uh, having a chat with, uh, what's that guy's name? That guitarist guy, musician guy. Uh, it's got to be John Mayer, which I don't know if John Mayer is playing himself in this, but it could easily be John Mayer. Uh, but they're like at a party and they're talking to each other about the the kind of deeper meanings of having a having like casual relationships versus uh you know this is a movie where there are a lot of deep conversations about things trying to unpack life unpack certain aspects of life trying to find clarity in life but also trying to just understand the aspects of life in a deeper way, which I guess in some ways is what some podcasts are. Uh, this movie, like so many forms of media that choose to talk about podcasting, seems to always be true crime podcasts. Uh, whether it's this movie or Only Murders in the Building or even, I believe, the Chucky uh, TV show, there's a character that has, I believe, a true crime podcast. Uh, most podcasts, it's weird. It's, it's kind of a bummer that the only podcast that's represented in any form of media is a true crime podcast. And they always seem to... It, especially in this movie, they seem to be the 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 nature by which these podcasts are made aren't very true to life for most people that create podcasts. Uh, for like only murders in the building, the type the way they record where he's basically standing on a stage talking into reading a script, talking into microphone with his other podcasts watching. That's they're definitely more structured in a way that is less conversational and more produced like a this american life or like most true crime podcasts like sword and scale very produced podcasts a lot of in involved editing going into it which is definitely a style of podcast but 
I don't think represents the vast majority of podcasts that exist, uh, which are definitely more more like conversationally based, which are definitely more independent, uh, not necessarily part of a system. Uh, but that is what this movie is kind of portraying, where this character is part of a system. He works for a company that produces stuff, that produces media, and one of the things they're going to produce is this podcast. The, his producer is Issa Ray, who is in New York while he flies to... What is his character's name? B.J. Novak. Ben. Ben flies to Texas to attend this funeral because her brother invited him. He finds out that it was just somebody he hooked up with a couple times, as most of the people in his phone are people that he just meets via dating apps, uh, very casual, you know, not nothing, no depth. The converse, There's more depth to his conversations than there are to his relationships, by far. Uh, but he goes to this thing, and while there, he realizes that... There is more at foot. The reason she died, she died of an overdose, but, but a lot of people think that there's more to it, that it was uh, she was murdered, specifically her brother. And he decides to then turn that into a show. It's like, I'm there. Let's use this opportunity to turn this tragedy into a show. Let's investigate this this crime that potentially happened i'm going to help her brother out to try and f you know bring the killer to justice as it were to find out what actually happened to this woman who died and in doing that turn it into a show turn it into a podcast and you know one of the kind of dis disgusting aspects of true crime is kind of the parasitic aspect of these content creators using tragedy, using human people, people's actual tragedy as content fodder. You know, it's and in so many ways, Ben's character in Texas is a parasite. He's using these people in order to make a podcast. Now, he's able to sell it well. Obviously, they want to know what happened to their daughter. And, you know, they think because he's from the big city, he can somehow do the work to find out the truth. So in some ways, it's, it's a symbiotic relationship. But there are aspects of it that definitely feel parasitic. Not only to this, but just true crime in general. It is, it is kind of a genre of content that, that has, that just feels, you know, it, 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 it's like, it's kind of disgusting in ways. Not only disgusting to see how real people can behave, like how monstrous people can actually be in real life, that obviously is disgusting, but using kind of like profiting off of those tragedies, you know, using those tragedies as content, right? Versus something like, you know, a movie podcast where there's nothing really parasitic. It's almost like promotional in a lot of ways, uh, which, you know, I guess in some ways 
true crime can be promotional. It is, it is definitely popularizing abhorrent behavior. And, you know, not to say that art can impact life in that way, but we are definitely living in a time where people that choose to act in disgusting, monstrous ways can sometimes be doing so in order to gain popularity of some kind, in order to get noticed on some level, because it is so, like, it becomes such a big news story, becomes such a, a big thing that you do, in some ways, become famous. Similar to, I think it was the newest Scream movie, or maybe Scream 4. I, I think maybe the newest Scream movie is, like, their their whole their whole motivation for doing, you know, repeating these crimes is because people that do these things end up becoming famous. And that's, like, so much of our culture and society is the desire to be famous, which one of the characters, one of the sisters of the victim in this movie, her goal is to just be famous. She has no idea what to be famous in. She has no aspirations of being a musician or an actor or a writer. She doesn't actually have a desire to create any, anything that would, she would want to become noticed or popular in the world. She just wants to be like a Kardashian, just be famous for existing, you know, which technically Kardashian became famous because she released a sex tape uh, like her best friend Paris Hilton did. So, but ultimately she's not somebody that really got famous for producing any creative content of her own. It was just utilizing our culture's disease in wanting to celebrate wealthy people as if they are elevated human beings compared to the rest of us who are struggling to exist like there is definitely an idea of of like this this like wealth putting wealth on a pedestal and you see that not only we saw that with the queen when she passed away, how like so many people around the globe worshiping a woman who is the pinnacle of white supremacy in a lot of ways, kind of the figurehead of some of the most disgusting aspects of humanity. Um, and it's like people just thrive on that. So anyway, he goes to this place to texas and it's like you know it is the outskirts of texas it's not like a big city it's not austin De it's far from austin which would be like the most liberal part of texas it's not houston it's not it's not any of the big cities it is far far away i think west texas i believe it's supposed to be and small town obviously a red state at least currently a red state uh, so you are also getting a comparison of big city guy and small town country, you know, conservative. You have that kind of comparison. You also have, you know, all of the things that come along with that. Obviously, conspiracy theories, a lot of this thing is the, the conspiracy theories that these people have uh, that are trying to explain this woman's death. Uh, and then you have kind of, in some ways, you have the, the big city, almost a parasite, you know, 
the machine of of capitalism kind of swallowing up every kind of uh, interesting thing that might be happening in the world. Uh, but also, you you know, conservative, liberal, and it's also stereotypes. When he gets there, he rents a Prius. Uh, the The family's home is you know full of crosses, full of like like artwork that you would find at like a Hobby Lobby. You know, you have these these stars of Texas. You have a lot of uh, quotes scrolled into wood. You have a lot of wooden crosses, different styles of crosses all around the, the house. Um, so in a lot of ways, which stereotypical, yeah, but also pretty common. You know, I would say that would be a pretty generalized representation of somebody that might live in a small town in West Texas. You know, very big Jesus lover. You know, very big fan of the state they live in. People who live in Texas worship Texas. They they have this they have this like unexplainable belief that Texas is by far the best state in the union. Uh, in a similar way that people think America is the best country in the world, just just this delusional belief based on absolutely no metrics in reality. Take a little break from the show to promote gift certificates. If you want to purchase artwork for somebody, you have an art lover in your life, and you think they would like my art, but you don't know what painting to get them. I have over 2,000 original pieces of art for sale in my store, along with shirts and prints and other things. So I can understand that being a bit daunting if you're trying to buy something for somebody else. Give them the gift certificate, and then they can go to my website, inspireddisorder.com, and they can buy whatever paintings they want. They can buy whatever prints they want. They can buy T-shirts. They can buy hats. They can buy all the different merch. Gift certificates, which are available currently at inspireddisorder.com. And now let's get back to the show. Uh, a place that uh, when podcasting comes up, the name that, that first becomes sparked in somebody's head is Joe Rogan. Uh, not just because he's one of the most popular podcasters, but also famously a podcaster who moved to, te to Texas. And at least in my experience, my observation of Joe Rogan's specific metamorphosis and evolution through his podcasting career has leaned far, far more right. Uh, the longer he's been podcasting, the more successful his podcast has been. Uh, like way before I even went to Texas, I had to stop. I couldn't listen to his podcast anymore because so many of his guests were right wing, popular right wing people. His opinions, uh, despite having a pretty diverse kind of booking of guests on his show, his opinions became uh, more far, far right leaning um, and even more so once he moved to Texas. So not surprising that that would be the, of all the popular podcasts uh, that are available, uh, especially true crime, considering it seems like true crime podcasts are the only ones that seem to exist in movies and TV shows. Uh, Joe Rogan doesn't do a true crime podcast, but anyway, this movie has that so fish out of water aspects of this movie as well, which provides some humor. But also because he's there and he's learning more about these people, 
you know, there is something about humanity in general that is universal, and you do, while watching this movie, you do, you know, ha- have love for these characters. You get to know them more. You get to see how, you know, people, in, in a lot of ways, people are people. But even still, eventually, the reality of the differences comes through. The reality of people blindly believing in a thing because they feel like that's the thing they want to believe in, regardless of proof of it, their blind faith in something that has no basis in reality, has no fact, has no proof, is somehow their guiding light to truth and how like their self-imposed delusion can guide them into making bad decisions. So part of this movie is that. Part of this movie is that, where, you know, it kind of, you, you fall in love with these characters, but then the reality of the situation where the bullshit kind of falls apart, where the reality of the situation kind of comes to light. But still, because of that new way of thinking because that area that he's in because of the circumstances because people choose to believe in fiction rather than rely on facts it allows you a freedom to get away with things in a way you couldn't get away with in some other place right like you can like the idea of this movie the title of this movie vengeance is something that you can get away with and you can you can pursue this vigilante justice in a lot of ways which is kind of the ideal for anybody who worships the second amendment thinking that owning a gun justifies your use of that gun in any situation you you deem necessary that idea of vengeance is something that can be exploited when you are in a place that allows for fiction to be the reality. So all of those things I enjoy about this movie. And in his like discovery of the people that live there, he comes across Ashton Kutcher's, Kutcher's character, who is a producer, is a movie music producer, um, who's profoundly deep. Like the conversations they have about finding your voice, I I love absolutely uh the idea of how you as an artist are a listener and the way you communicate the way you translate the things that you listen to the the way you translate the things that you observe in life that translation is what determines your quote-unquote voice right understanding your voice understanding your style as an artist as a creative person which is true in any art form, whether it is podcasting, writing, making music, stand-up comedy, you know, painting, drawing. You know, a lot of people when they start tend to imitate the people that they that inspired them to to start. Right? If you're a comedian, you're inspired by Mitch Hedberg to do comedy, you may write like Mitch Hedberg for the first few years. Until you realize that 
that's not who you are. That's how Mitch, how Mitch Hedberg was. That's how Mitch Hedberg translated reality and displayed it to the world. But how you translate reality is unique to you. And finding that truth in how you translate things is the most important thing, is the thing that will allow you to speak authentically, to to tell your viewpoint, and to... It's way more... It's like when you find your voice, everything becomes effortless in a lot of ways. Because that's such a big hurdle. Because if you think about it, before you understand your voice, you're constantly trying to filter life through somebody else's filter through somebody else's brain how would this person for me it was salvador dali loved him when i started did a lot of surrealism i'm colorblind so there's some freedom in surrealism where color doesn't necessarily dictate anything i can use the wrong colors and nobody's gonna judge me right but it got to a point where it's like it's exhausting because i'm trying to put ideas through some imaginary filter that was Salvador Dali's brain. That's not my brain. It's a lot more effort to try and to try and interpret life through somebody else's perspective versus just your own. And now I feel like I am speaking my truth. I have found my voice. I have and it's effortless. Like I it's so much easier. There's very little barrier between ideas and creation for me. In most things I do. In most things I do. So I love that aspect of this movie. Like his conversation that he has with Ashton Kutcher's character is amazing, right? The reason why he's there, big producer in such a small town, but understanding that, you know, people aren't stupid. Like people that believe in conspiracy theories people that are conservative that are very religious they're not necessarily stupid people it's just their brains are given certain things to work on they're they are isolated in a lot of ways in terms of the inputs they get in their life and what they're surrounded by the people surrounded by the the things that are normal in their their microculture that's around them and they are smart within those things, right? Somebody that can be very intelligent, but because they've grown up a certain way and been surrounded by certain things, may have put all of their energy into conspiracy theories, into creatively drawing lines between things that have happened and explanations for them that are merely creative, but interpreted as truth. So it's like misguided intelligence, right? Like a computer is a computer. It's smart. But if all of the stuff you're putting into the computer, if all you do is use your computer for porn, then you're not, it's, it's, it's doing those things to its full capacity of what it can do. But if given different inputs, if given different tasks, if being surrounded by different things, it can do so much more. So I appreciate that. 
it kind of humanizes in a lot of ways people that are obsessed with religion or conspiracy theories and makes sense why because people that are into conspiracy theories have on a, a major level feel they are intelligent right because on some level they equate memorizing things other people tell them as learning right because that's what mostly school is is learning is 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 memorizing and regurgitating and that's so much of what conspiracy theories are memorizing and regurgitating there's no real deep thought there's no creative thought out uh, aside from detaching yourself from reality in order to believe these things but also if you're a religious person you're already outside of the realm of reality to begin with to believe a fictional story about magic and and mystical stuff you are already stepping outside of the tangible world that we exist in so it's easier to believe in other types of fiction when you're already indoctrinated and groomed to believe in magical things. Right? Somebody, somebody having the ability to walk on water, turn water into wine, somebody who resurrects himself, you know, his after death, right, isn't far off from aliens building the pyramids or Joe Biden being an actor, you know? Let's take a little break from the show to promote. If you sign up for Inspire Disorder Plus for one year specifically, you get a free painting. So a year subscription of Inspire Disorder Plus is $50. The painting, the majority of them are $100. So it's $150 value signing up for one year of Inspire Disorder Plus. So not only do you get a free painting, but you also are subscribed to Plus for a year, which means that you can binge this show, the Ray Taylor Show, ad-free, the full week ad-free available on on Monday. You also get discounts that are members-only pricing type of deals. All of the podcasts that I've produced in the past, close to 20 different podcasts, I've produced hundreds of episodes. There's also my personal blog. You can ask me anything if you want to start podcasting or get into art. All of that stuff available in addition to a free painting when you sign up to one year subscription of Inspired Disorder Plus. Head on over to inspireddisorder.com slash plus and become an Inspired Disorder Plus member today. And now let's get back to the show! So I enjoy all of those things. The fish out of water stuff, the kind of the deep look at certain aspects of people from America, understanding. I mean, this is a movie that I would say it represents America in a lot of ways. Uh, represents very much the the positives and negatives of different ways of existing whether it's big city or small town so i enjoy all that i have some a few nitpicks like i did enjoy when his producer sends him equipment that when digging out of the box he brings out an h4n which is a recorder that most podcasters use especially for portable recording but at one point, the H4N recorder just turns into his iPhone with a, a microphone that looks like the H4N. Right? At some point, it just becomes his iPhone that he's using to, to record everything. Which, okay, whatever. Nitpick. 
somebody that's been podcasting for 14 years, I am going to notice every detail that isn't true. Also, the idea of having a staff, like he's constantly calling into his producer, and there's like a writer's room. You know, the production of it is is completely different than than anything I've ever been a part of. And it's, you know, a lot more like a radio station production than it is true to podcasting. Like so much of podcasting is DIY. The the majority of people who produce podcasts don't have a staff. And it's not necessary to have a staff. Like people think they need to have, you know, $300 microphones need to have like expensive software need to have like soundproof rooms people that set up studios that have the engineer in a different room like it's a radio station like there's a lot of people that really overthink what a podcast is and uh you know they exist but it's it's so unnecessary it's so unnecessary also it's kind of fun you they go to a, a rodeo and be, the beginning of the rodeo they they present the six flags of texas which one of the flags is the confederate flag and it's at that point the main character ben realizes that six flags the amusement park is a texas company and one of those six flags in the name of the amusement park is the confederate flag that is one of the six flags of six flags magic mountain so, which is interesting. I didn't know, it's a little piece of Texas, I didn't know that there were six different, uh, like, occupiers of Texas. It was like Mexico, France, America, uh, I think the Texas flag, and then Confederate flag, and there's probably one other one, uh, maybe a Spanish flag or something like that. But, interesting, you know, you get a little bit of that little bit of interesting stuff the the family is is fun the the little brother is you know adorable how he lives you know or sleeps uh like he ends up ben ends up staying with the family and sleeping in the his quote-unquote girlfriend's bed and uh the younger brother used to sleep on her floor because he was scared of ghosts so at one point he goes into the room to ask to sleep on the floor and they have a, a, a adorable little uh you know bond as well but yeah i i really did i did enjoy this movie you know i enjoyed that it it is able to make you sympathize and relate to people that are very different like literally people that live in a different reality than i do Right. It definitely humanizes them to a degree, but also at a point. You push past that. And you realize that, like, oh, like it is kind of damaging to be living in a fantasy world. Right. Choosing to believe something just because you want to. Isn't healthy. And at the same time, what Ben is doing there isn't healthy. Like, he is a parasite feeding off of that family's tragedy. But also the family is delusional, you know? But also, you can live that delusional lifestyle 
where they live because of how disconnected you are from everybody in the world. Like, you can live whatever reality you want when you're that disconnected from everybody else. Whereas if you're in a big city, it doesn't, you, like, reality is constantly, you're constantly confronted with reality on a daily basis. So, like, the complexity, like, the, the depth of aspects, like, it, it's a movie that shows how shallow people can be, how deep people can be, how delusional people can be how parasitic people can be, how disgusting people can be. Um, and also shows, you know, there's specific where the body was found is like in an area with like all of these overlapping kind of law enforcement districts where nobody wants to do their job, which is very common in many forms of employment, but kind of a tragic thing about our society when it comes to law enforcement that they would rather not do their job would rather be vicious towards people than to actually be beneficial but there's the scene where he's going around and it's like he goes to the two police officers of the town they're like oh no that's a county thing oh no that's highway thing oh no that's border patrol thing and everybody's like passing the buck so the show, like, this movie touches on all of the ways we are broken in this country. All of the ways we are broken. From being overly, like, overly aggressive with sports teams to having law enforcement that is unwilling to do their job to... Uh, the the capitalism that is you know just sucks the life out of everything including tragedies the delusion of living in your own reality the 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 nature of vengeance itself taking advantage of people um, not only from the big city but also taking advantage in a small town so all those things I did appreciate this movie I did like this movie it is currently on Peacock if you want to watch it and i really enjoy it i i'm looking forward to i mean obviously the office for the majority of the run of that show was an amazing show and uh this movie is great i'd love to see what he does next i think i think this movie had a unique depth to it that i really appreciated and um you know it, it definitely brings up a lot of a lot of conversational type of topics a lot of things that that are problems with our society uh but also portrays it in just a fun movie uh, a movie where you, like the mystery of everything is interesting you know i you know and i guess it's kind of cool podcasting even though i i welcome any movie or tv show that wants to portray podcasting in an honest light in maybe from the perspective of a somebody who does it themselves and not like the the show all murders in the building which is not at all realistic in most always <laughs> like the effortless effortless nature they they got popular how instantly they got mentioned on a late night show 
the way they record it, it like every aspect of that is not true in my my experience my 14 years of experience is not an honest representation of what podcasting is but I welcome it, and I enjoy the fact that I don't have to explain to every single human being what a podcast is these days, because that was always a pain in the ass. Uh, but anyway, check out Vengeance. It's a great movie. I really liked it, and I like Ashton Kutcher's performance as that producer. Like, great performance. B.J. Novak's great. All the all the actors are, are great. And even the uh, the mom of the family was from Succession. What's her name? Am I going to find that? probably not going to find it. Oh, there she is. Uh, J. Smith Cameron. Sharon Shaw. What's their character's name? Anyway, check it out. Vengeance. New episodes of The Ray Taylor Show come out every single day. Subscribe on YouTube and everywhere our podcasts are found. Binge the full week over at InspiredDisorder.com slash plus. Buy Ray Taylor Show merch over at InspiredDisorder.com. And follow the show on Instagram at Ray Taylor Show. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Peace. Out. Today is the day where you wake up and you realize that everything that you've been dreaming about, everything that you've been wanting, every goal and wish and hope that you've ever had can become real. Dreams can come true. What you manifest in your mind, you can bring to reality.